Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. As you can see from that intro, welcome to something new from Comic Book Nation, the only show that does it all for geek culture and the official podcast of comicbook.com. I'm your host, Kofi Allo, and I am happy today to be here with a little surprise for you guys. As you know, Comic Book Nation has become an, a whole nation out here. We just had a successful spinoff run with Riptide Radio, our Percy Jackson after show, and we thought, Hey, man, there's a lot. There's another area we've been waiting to really jump into, and that is gaming. So we are here with Quick Save, our Comic Book Nation gaming segment, where we will be able to focus on much more of the in biggest gaming news, getting in-depth, telling you guys what's going on in the gaming world. And to have help us do that, we have two of our regulars from the main show Mr. Logan Moore and Mr. Cade Onder are here, and they will be hosting Quick Save. So that's my whole spiel. This is uh, Comic Book Nation. Subscribe to everything because we have, like I said, many, many shows coming your way, including Quick Save. But uh, Logan, Cade, take it away and uh, just tell us, what are we getting into today? Because there's a reason we're launching today. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, we've uh, when we did our Indiana Jones thing a couple weeks ago, talking about that, we kind of teased that we might have some more stuff cooking in the background, and this is this is that. Uh, so moving forward, we're going to be doing this show semi routinely. I'm thinking today we're launching in tandem. We've got Suicide Squad game coming out this week, which we're going to talk about later in the show. Kate and I have been playing that, and within the past day, a huge playstation state of play event happened which was far larger in scope than i think the last few of these have been so there's a lot of stuff from that that we're going to dive into and yeah let's just get right into that uh up front here uh playstation state of play that happened yesterday there were probably what eight to ten big games from that showcase k that showed up i think the biggest one though that we're going to start here talking about is death stranding 2 which was revealed to close the show that trailer was about five to six minutes in length. And nine I think, minutes. Was it nine minutes, really? Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, Kojima always goes over the top for his Death Stranding trailers there. Uh, but this trailer is crazy, and I don't really know what to make of it. Cade, what were your, like, immediate reactions? I mean, I think same as, same as me. My big takeaway was just that this game looks unreal with its visuals. Like, this might be yeah. the best game we've seen so far in development for PS5. What were your big takeaways here? Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed the idea of Death Stranding 1, but found it to be very clunky and very um, uh, monotonous. But I was like, I appreciate that he was able to make this and that other people really enjoy it and it was successful so that they can keep doing whatever the hell they want to do. And uh, I saw this and I was like, you know what? They got me. They got me. They got electric guitars that shoot electricity. (laughs) Um, They have uh samurai guys they got talking puppets that they've are got george miller they got george miller with a bat cat whatever that is like i'm like i'm all in on the weirdness the moon is all big they got deserts they got water 
it looks cool. I'm all in on that. So it genuinely, I didn't, once I wasn't interested after the like reveal trailer in what, 2022. Yeah. But I was like, okay, you know, I'm not chomping at the bit for this, but after seeing this, I'm like, this is one of my most anticipated games now. I, I've always said that the trailers for the Death Stranding games, I enjoy 10 times more than the actual game. And I I, I like yeah. the game a lot, but I just like this nine minute craziness. Like no one else comes out with trailers of this length and like dedicating a nine minute slot in a PlayStation state of play to only one game is something that doesn't really happen too often unless it's a specific presentation for like one game in particular um yeah i i think i mean visually yeah it looks awesome i have no idea what to make out of the story so far like there's just <laughs> i think the one takeaway here like we're seeing on screen like they show like a weapons room it seems like they're going to lean more heavily into combat this time around even troy yeah. baker's character kind of comes back at the end and says something that kind of teasing like you know you're carrying a weapon this time more predominantly that's like even yeah. uh, even what i forget what his name like he's a porter he's that's what his role is in society he's like oh porters. yeah even a porter's got to carry yeah. weapons nowadays so um i don't know this game's coming out in 2025 this is definitely one of the biggest ps5 games on the horizon matt kofi did you guys have any big takeaways from this one in particular for yourselves i've still been scared to jump into the first game there was such a like weird split discourse about this game that i was like I don't know if I'll ever a, be able to look at my infant children again the same way. So I was just kind of hesitant about because <laughs> about them as batteries and whatnot. And I was just like, eh, I'm going to skip this. So I have no dog in this fight yet, but I think this is kind of like what happened to me with The Last of Us, which is I never jumped into the, the first game until the second game came around. And there was so much talk about what the second game had done to improve that it got me back to go back and finally get back into the first game so i'm feeling like this could be the thing that happens to me with death stranding like pretty soon by this time like in a year or two i'll probably be like the weirdest death stranding head out here wearing my own kind of fake baby packs and running around you're gonna be a stan yeah probably (laughs) i get obsessed with things and i do it late but then i I don't doesn't stop me from like going down the rabbit hole hard so death i'm kind of interested like this one does look like you're welcome it was such an ambitious game and world building the first time that I feel like some of the dynamics of the it's like of the actual play. It's like when people build extravagant bars, but forget to put hooks under the bar. so You can just <laughs> hang your stuff like it feel like it's one of those. So I feel like this is a kind of case where you, in the second game, you can really focus on smoothing out the actual experience and the mechanics. And we could. Yeah. Of being a mailman. <laughs> yo bro mailman work is not, mail person work matt is not easy so like and they're gonna save the world so yeah. i think you're underselling their role in our society <laughs> yeah i, mean, I just the it's dynamics, beautiful so like that avalanche yeah that at like that moon the avalanche God, just like already the imagery i mean this game is like dragon ball it's just living off imagery alone sometimes mm-hmm. i feel like and just yeah, I'm not mad at any of this. I feel like you know, this game is going to get me back in the bo- into the whole series. You know how some people feel? I don't feel this way, but some people feel this way about like the Final Fantasy games. And actually, you could just say this about Japanese RPGs in general. Like they're very much like, oh, if I could just watch the cutscenes and then like not play the game. And I'm that way. Like I, there's just n- nothing about the first game left me like, oh yeah, I want to play another round of this. But it looks absolutely stunning. 
And I'm so intrigued by the story elements that it's like, I don't want to play the game. I just want to watch all the cutscenes, you know? Yeah. And like that, that's how I feel. Like I could tell this is one of those games I could totally watch someone else play. Like that would actually be, this is like what Twitch is made for. I would watch someone else play this and see and get all those big moments and weird WTF things about it. So in that case, I'm very curious, like, especially this whole angle has me, I really want to know what's going on there. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll, I'll play it. I I just don't, I don't know. There was nothing about the first one that really (laughs) sank its hooks into me. It's, I mean, at the end of the day for me, it's Kojima. So I have to play it. Like, that's just kind of the rule (laughs) of my life. I understand. So like, that's where I'm at with it. Speaking of Kojima. Yeah. Speaking of Kojima and cooking, he's now got four projects in the works. He's got Death Stranding 2. He's got OD, which is the game with Xbox, which we have absolutely no idea what that is based on the teaser. He's then making a Death Stranding movie, which he's not directing or anything, but he's obviously heavily involved in that. And then the big announcement at the end of this state of play is that he is returning to the action espionage genre, which is the genre of the, of the Metal Gear Solid series. And he is making a new game that he is currently just calling Visint, I believe is what it is titled. Uh, no details about this at all. This is a partnership between Kojima Productions and PlayStation. This game and he Columbia just, Pictures. And Columbia it's Pictures, like a, a movie game. Yeah, nobody he, knows what this is. <laughs> well, I'll say as far we can talk about that. As far as yeah. the like the other details about it, this is a PS6 game, right? Like he said, this is a next oh, generation game. Like he said that they're not going to start working on it really seriously until death training 2 is out the door which means this thing doesn't enter production until next year at some point uh so this game is 2028 <laughs> 2029 i would imagine Come on, which is, man like i just yeah. got my ps5 so what what are we talking about here like, <laughs> i literally just got this thing and now we're already talking about like big games for the next gen come on yeah. man. this is either the launch of the next system or the last of us you know style like the hey final, this ends the a generation yeah. yeah this yeah. this is you know everyone will be i write right about them will be like this is what the ps5 is truly capable of and then the ps6 will come out a year later yeah. like that's typically how these console cycles work so i wouldn't i, I would bet on it because it's it's easily a couple years out uh I, this i mean this sounds weird this might be my most anticipated game in general though now like metal gear solid is my favorite video game franchise. So I know we there is literally no details out about this whatsoever. But the fact that Kojima's just like, yeah, I'm gonna do another one of those games, even though I, I get that it's not Metal Gear, but like him even returning to that genre is like hugely exciting to me. Metal Gear Solid Five rules. Like I know a lot of people don't like that game. That's maybe like one of the best first-person game. action games ever created. So yeah. if he does anything even remotely close to that, like this game is going to be out of the park. Like I'm so so excited yeah. for this. I I think it's exciting one because uh, the ambition behind it is very interesting. Um, I think the idea that the the way he this was presented with uh, PlayStation's like boss of like the the first party studios Herman, Herman Holst, Holst yeah and uh, he was like we've been begging him to do this like <laughs> and that suggests to me. They're going to invest heavily in this. If if they're letting him go this crazy for Death Stranding, a franchise that is already like divisive is maybe too strong of a word, but like not for everyone for sure. Yeah. I can only imagine what they're going to do with a franchise that 
works with his like DNA, his bread and butter, right? Like his whole career is built off this genre. And so I'm, I'm excited to see how far that, I mean, the fact that they're like, yeah, he's making a movie. That's also a video game is like, that's a crazy statement to make. I, I mean, don't... I think you could say that about Metal Gear Solid 4, though, to be honest. That game has, like, sure. 12 to 15 hours of cutscenes, yeah. which are all cinematically shot. And, like, that game is practically a movie in a lot of ways. So I yeah. feel like this is just going to be an extension of that in a lot of ways, except, you know, technology and well, how they film these probably. things. Yeah, yeah. Like, how they film things nowadays on nowadays on sound stages and with, like, just capture equipment and things like that. Like, it's probably just going to be a larger production of kind of that sort of tech is what i'm envisioning yeah. um yeah he i mean he'd said that he's got 30 years of experience on this genre this will be his he got his 40th year of game productions coming up he said that this is going to be the culmination of his life's work like some of the things he was saying makes me think that he feels like he's like running out of time to make things like this and he's like i gotta make one more like he even put out a tweet last night too that was like every day i'm alive people are asking me to make another game of this genre so here you go. I'm going to do it finally. So I like, feel like he was what, born to be a wrestler. He gives retirement promos incredibly well. <laughs> yeah. He like rivals John Cena in that respect. I mean, he like, said dude. every, he said every metal gear game, I think since like metal gear two was going to be the last. Yeah. This is the last, last one. one. Yeah, he's he's like, retired done, more times I'm, than Jay-Z. Really they had <laughs> yeah. to fire him for that to literally become true. And yes, uh, he, he's also said semi recently, like a month ago, he was like, I will never retire because I, I live to create. Like, he's like, I can't imagine myself on this planet without creating. So like this man is going to be making stuff till he dies. Like he's pretty, and he's already spoken about too. like Kojima productions is like not just a video game studio. He wants it to eventually be like a multimedia thing, mm -hmm. probably like books and music. And uh, he even mentioned something about music either during this presentation it was during the presentation like he, yeah, he so cited that like he that he likes partnering with sony because they have experience in yes movies and and music and other and other forms of tech that he's interested yeah. in which is why he likes to work with them um yeah i think I, I mean this is a whole larger discussion and we won't get too deep into it but i, I i'm always so curious about people like him and like sam lake over at remedy like how they have how these auteur types have all these ideas bouncing around in their heads constantly and they're able yeah. to juggle it, juggle it all like how are you making something as crazy as death stranding 2 while making this crazy weird looking horror game and then in the background you're like oh also i'm gonna make a new spy action game while i'm at it like like I, I feel like I'm mentally drained after an eight hour day here of just writing about this stuff and covering it yeah. let alone making it so anyway Let's start running through quickly with a couple of the other things that happened during this presentation. We got a new look at Silent Hill. Well, there's a new Silent Hill game that Shadow Drops. Silent Hill The Message. I don't know if any of us have played that yet or if anybody I is have. going to. I play. have downloaded the demo. I have not. Or I've downloaded it. I haven't played it yet. I haven't had a chance. I'm going to something. download it in case it is PT2 and they scrub it from the PlayStation Store for <laughs> Eternity here. Um, I don't know if I'll play it. Uh, it's I, really I bad. Is it really bad? It's awful. Like, okay. does not give me hope for the future of Silent Hill. Well, and I was like really excited. I was like, oh, like just a free horror game to play. It's not scary. And do you want me to tell you what it's about? Do you know? Not really. I, I well, I want to. I want to lead that to, to talk about Silent Hill two more predominantly okay. here. To be honest, because this doesn't look good either. Like this yeah. remake looks really bad, and this is the first time we've seen gameplay from this. I think outside of maybe a couple brief snippets of the previous trailer. Obviously, Bloober Team is making this, so it's not in-house at Konami. 
this just looks rough. Like it looks kind of budget, right? Yeah. It it looks like one of the later silent Hill games that they put out on Xbox 360, you know, where it was mm -hmm. like, this feels like you've pulled back a bit on this franchise. Well, the, the trailer ended with them not giving a release date and they just said it's still in development. And I was like, well, I would hope so. Like, you know, (laughs) like there's a lot of hitchiness in this trailer. The frame pacing looks bad. I mean, just the gunplay. It's one of those things. It's weird because because I'm still excited for this because Silent Hill 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I adore the early Silent Hill games and actually some of the later ones as well. Um, but I will say it's a weird focus. They focused on Silent Hill's like weakest combat. aspect is combat. It's always been combat. Even in the games I adore, combat is literally the the least what? you don't yeah, like the thing you don't want to do it like a machete and still not hitting anything and still <laughs> right no no like, i don't on, i don't like of it. i don't like having a bead on someone and then literally like aiming hitting in the exact spot and then like the bullet doesn't go anywhere near them and like goes bullet time <laughs> around them <laughs> i don't like any of that and so it's weird that like this whole trailer is there's like barely any atmosphere like we get a little bit yeah. right there where it's the fog and stuff but like it's all combat it's all melee stuff the you know mashing of the button stuff is is actually like that kind of stuff is cool because it just guarantees they're like closer to you and things but like it's just the weak it's so weird it would be like i don't know it would be like uh putting a tekken 8 trailer out and then going like, well, here's all the microtransactions. And that'd be the whole trailer. And like never looking at the gameplay is so weird. <laughs> Why would you focus on that? It's one thing if you're releasing a trailer like this, you know, like closer to the launch of a game. It's another when this is literally the first time we've seen gameplay. Yeah. And the first time we've seen the game in about like 18 months or something like that. Like people have been really waiting to see more of this. And this showing was just not it. On and so only the levels. faintest glimpse of Pyramid Head at the very mm-hmm. end. Come on. Come on. I just think it was a very, it was a bad trailer. Yeah. I'm so excited. I hope they pull it out. But yeah. Not I mean, well, this I mean, just, go ahead. Yeah, this, no, I was going to say that's the question is like, what was the marketing team's intent here? Like, are you selling us on an action game? Because nobody ever is playing Silent Hill as an action yeah. game. Yeah. In the history of games or the history of people for that matter. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Like nobody's ever playing this for. for I the saw comparisons to the Resident Evil remakes. They're like they turned Silent Hill two in a res into a Resident Evil remake, and I'm like, that's that seems like a fair assumption, and it it's not. Everyone's already would, had skepticism over if this development team is is ready to handle this for the like the themes, like the narrative of the game, and now people are like, oh, we didn't even consider the fact that you might fumble the gameplay completely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was about to make the joke that it's hard to like outclunk Resident Evil in terms of combat, <laughs> but this looks like it's it's really going. You know, we're making a run for that. Type. The, swing, yeah. the swinging animations look so weird and recycled like there's no like yes i i, I, it's I don't know hand. it's it's very very strange all right also what was that moment when he's jumping into the wind the way the music hits and everything you think he's about to do like the most epic dive off a cliff and he literally just goes across the shortest <laughs> i could make that jump and i'm not really athletically gifted <laughs> okay <laughs> that is so weird and the music raises it's an very epic odd, shot. look at that you know very odd you Epic Super rock shot. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. That's right. everything we love. Let's do rapid fire on a couple quick things. I, I need to bring up Judas. Judas is yes. like maybe my 
I said the Kojima game was my most anticipated. As far as like tangible products that I can see <laughs> that I know are on the horizon. Careful, this Jim is, Viscardi. This is literally my most, <laughs> I, I, my college like thesis project or like my final project to graduate was all about Bioshock. So like, mm, yeah. I, I want to play this game. Uh, I am so excited about this. I still don't know what to make of it other than just like, yep, I'm getting Bioshock vibes and you're, you know, shit. It looks like 2025 Bioshock. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so I'm so hyped for this. I'm so excited to learn more. I think all these trailers are setting the tone really well and letting mm-hmm. you know like what you're in for without giving away the story or anything like that. And it's Ken Levine. I mean, he's like my favorite game director, one of them. Um, I mean, this this whole state of play was really for my taste between Ken Levine showing off yeah. his new game and Kojima showing off his new game. Uh, did you guys have any big takeaways on this one just based on this brief new trailer? Well, they, they said, and I'm sure they've talked about this many times before, but they're like, this is going to have choices and, and story decisions. Narrative Legos. Never, yeah, you've never seen before. And I'm like, I hope, I just, they haven't shown what that is. And maybe it's mm-hmm. for the best that they don't lean into them, the marketing, because right. you, you always set yourself up for failure, I think, when games do that. And then it's not that big of a deal. Um, but if anyone could do that, it's Ken Levine. This game's been in development since like 2017, if not even well, the ideas have been that. permeating since Bioshock Infinite released. Yeah, and Bioshock Infinite released in 2013, so it's been wow. like yeah. eleven years that they've been cooking he, this. He, Bioshock Infinite came out. It was successful, and he was like, "I don't want to work with this many people anymore. Like, there's the studio is too big. The the game was too big in scale." I'm firing like the majority of the studio so we can go back to a smaller team. Well, he had, like, I think he also had to work with to 2K offices in like different yeah. countries like that too. Yeah. Like they had an office in Australia. And so he's trying to coordinate his own local team and then work yeah. across continents. And he's like, I didn't sleep for like four years. Yeah. Basically it's, making that game. It sounded very chaotic. And so he's been working on this. I, I mean, it's safe to say like some version of this has probably been around since like you said Bioshock Infinite in 2013 and and then they like formed this new studio which is still the old studio it's confusing in 2017 and now it's coming out probably uh I think Take Two said that this is expected to come out before March of 2025 yeah so we'll see if that still happens because that was like still a while ago when they said that could have been delayed but if it comes out within the next year I mean, this could be one of the most ambitious games we've seen to date from one of our industry's greatest creators who hasn't made a game in uh, probably, yeah, 10 years. So it's exciting. I'm very much looking forward to this. Uh, it looks really cool. It looks really great. I just, the art the art direction is is on point. Mm-hmm. And I, if, we're, if we're not going to get a, the new Bioshock, whatever the heck is up with that, then I will <laughs> happily take this. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty. It looks very good. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about here? I know we had a quick rapid fire segment here. We've got Sonic Sonic Cross Shadows Generation, I which is a remaster. Never got into Bioshock. I tried really hard. I played it for a long time and I just could not. Wow. So oh, guys. really? Oh, yeah, wow. it's a big secret. I don't talk about it often. It's a shameful part of my past, <laughs> but it's very true. I just couldn't do it. I, I can't. Uh, I just, I can't. I'm, I'm sorry, not the biggest first, biggest first person shooter fan, but Bioshock has this like Bioshock is one of those experiences that's just like completely won me over. Atmosphere, just everything about the gameplay, the the mix of powers, and this just—I mean, literally what Logan said—it looks like 2025 Bioshock with a whole new like slate of ideas and concepts. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I was like, <laughs> that looks that looks pretty. Um, 
I will say uh, one of the ones that was uh, kind of on the rundown was uh, Rise of the Ronin. And mm-hmm. I was really excited about that going into this. And then I came away not so excited. I the more I see, one. the less hyped I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's maybe not as grand as I hoped for. It also looks like, I don't know. I got to look. I used to love Tenchu, but like I got big <laughs> Tenchu vibes from that. And like not in the, oh, hey, cool. Like look at what you can do as a ninja in the just like combat. The, the, I don't know. It just looked super blocky and like not mm-hmm. fluid. And, and there was just something I was missing. And I, and I, I mean, look, we've also had some great samurai games uh, recently to compare it to. And also in the past, we've had some, some good ones and it's just, I don't know. It came out not swinging as, as hard as I hoped. I was looking forward to that. Yeah. That was kind of my thinking too. Like we've had a lot of like feudal Japan era games lately between Ghost of Tsushima, Sekiro is kind of in that vein. And then obviously Assassin's Creed's next game is going to be going to Japan as well. So if you're coming out, if you're coming out of the gate with one of a game in this time period, there's some stiff competition that you're up against. So you better make sure that you're, that you're really doing it right. And I'm not sure how that one's going to pan out. I'm still interested, but I'm not sure. Uh, there's a couple other things. Stellar Blade. I don't. I don't think we're going to spend too much time about Matt. I know you mentioned Zinless's own Zero, which was briefly shown off, which I know you're hyped about. Oh my god, that looks so sick. I, I'm a. I'm a fan of that like family of games too now. The Hoyoverse. Yeah, yeah. I've I've found myself very much like uh, immersed in that. I'm playing the. Um, oh my god, it's the Star Rail. I think it yeah, is right now. Star Rail. Yeah, I'm playing that. Uh, so, but this like, I mean, look, I had a character that's like a bear. All right, like you, if you have a, if there's a thing of like the weight of Matt's heart, it's like, you know, making characters that kind of either look like or are animals. <laughs> so like this has that plus that gorgeous sheen, like that anime sheen to it. And the combat looks fun. Like I, after seeing that, I saw that that was after Stellar Blade and they spent mm-hmm. a lot of time on Stellar Blade. And I was like, really kind of trying to get into that. And I was like, I just can't get into this like i don't i don't know what's missing here but man and then they spend 30 seconds on that one i was like oh yeah that's me i'm a, that's up my alley it was <laughs> kind of funny to see like so little time given to that and it made such a big impression and like it felt like 20 minutes to stellar blade and i'm like i still don't know what that game's about that combat know. doesn't look super fun i don't know yeah i mean this game's probably gonna be huge because all their games are huge especially in that free-to-play space so I'm sh- I'm I'm sure you will end up loving that game if you're already a fan of <laughs> Genshin Impact, it, they, Impact uh, and Honkai Star Rail. Yeah. They sent me wine for Christmas, but I've never played any of their games. So I Genshin Impact Wine? No, I haven't played any of it. That's fascinating. <laughs> All right. We're gonna take a quick ad break. Uh when we come back, Kate and I are going to break down our early thoughts on Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, and we will have Kofi and Matt kinda pick our brains about what we're thinking about this one as well. So we'll be back in a moment. All the questions. This episode is brought to you by Reese's peanut butter cups In breaking news. Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I'm going to talk Suicide Squad. Cade, you and I have had the game for about two days now. 
I have only played a couple hours. I don't know how far. You've definitely played more than me. So let's start with you. What are your early thoughts on Rocksteady's latest? Are you loving this or are you kind of... (laughs) I don't know. This game's already very divisive and it's not even technically out yet. I mean, we're in the early access phase, but it launches globally at the end of this week on february 2nd uh where are you landing with it so far kate i think uh love is a strong word definitely would not go that far i don't (laughs) hate it um but i i am also it's always a bad sign when i feel like i have to kind of force myself to sit down and play something like granted this is a, a situation where we got a copy of a game for review the day it came out so there's like a push to make sure I get my review out in a, a reasonable amount of time. Um, but I, last night I was just like, I don't know if I'm really in the mood to play this, but I guess I will. And the story is cool for the most part so far. We'll see how long that holds up for. Um, but the the missions themselves, I think, are really rough. There's a lot of filler content where you're basically juggling like four different types of missions, which are like defend this objective, attack this objective, save these civilians and bring them to this bus for five minutes. Like they're all, they all these timers. They all have like little meters and stuff. And it feels like in a, in another game would be side content or like even I think of games like Mass Effect 3, which had like co-op modes that were like, okay. And people were like, we're not here for this. The gameplay is not good enough to justify this. And that's what it feels like for most of the game. These missions pad out most of the story and are like a way for the, the characters to be like, oh, you have to go destroy this objective to get this resource that is not actually in the mission. It's just kind of like in the ether and then come back and trigger this cutscene. And then eventually you'll get like a more traditional mission that is a little bit more linear and cinematic or whatever. Um, And I don't like that structure. It feels like there's probably only a few hours of the game that you would want to play in like a much larger game, especially in one that is all about end game content. Come back to the game. And it's like, I don't even like what you're giving me in the, the main story. Yeah, that, that's been the concerning thing is that like, based on what I've played, I, I have not really been driving with it too much out of the gate as well. And then just thinking about how this is supposed to be this ever present live service game that they want you to come back for. I mean, they've already announced four seasons of content for this and it's kind of detailed what those are going to look like. And it's like, okay, well, I don't really think I want to spend the next 12 to 18 months playing this game when I'm not really loving it in week one. And this has yeah. been a, a problem with a lot of live service releases over the past few years we've seen a lot of publishers try to enter this space but when they come out of the gate there's just like there's no meat on the bone like that's kind of why i feel like anthem died with bioware that's why uh like even destiny destiny's been huge for years and like they dropped the ball last year with their expansion and they lost a lot of players as a result so like you really got to be on your a game Mm -hmm. you've talked mainly about the gameplay though and i just the story-wise i I'm a hater of this and (laughs) I like, it's going to be hard for me to get to the end credits and change my mind about that because I have just hated this game. I think from minute one, like I don't like how DC has been pushing the suicide squad so much over the past 10 or 15 years. I especially don't like how they've been pushing the suicide squad as people to go up against like 
these superhuman cataclysmic events. Like right. if the Justice League were mind controlled by Brainiac, like I, I don't think we're calling Captain Boomerang to come in and, you know, clean this mess up, you know, like, mm-hmm. and that's been a, th- that was the case with the original Suicide Squad movie. I think James Gunn's versions got it way more, way, way more accurate where they were like a black ops group on a secret mission that the government, yeah. that's kind of off the books. That's what they're supposed to be. They're not supposed to be coming in to defeat Superman with guns. Like that. It, it's just the whole <laughs> pitch of this game is extremely stupid in my mind and as like a long time dc fan and i've already seen some of the stuff that happens later in the game and i'm just i'm not gonna spoil anything but just like knowing where this game goes i'm so puzzled with so many decisions that were made with this and then tying it to the arkham universe which is so beloved and people have so many like the strong feelings about all of which are positive for so many people. Like why is this tethered to the Arkham universe and why does it feel like you're, I mean, well, it's just, it's just so strange to me. I don't, I don't understand it. The, the story of the game does not, because Batman is the only, well, and Harley Quinn are the only people in this game that were in the Arkham games. Like everyone Mm -hmm. else is like new to this universe. Like, Possibly even to the extent that like they literally did not exist until after Arkham Knight within the canon. Like it seems to me that that's kind of the implication. I, I can't recall specifics, um, but the the if you there's a section early on where you go through a museum all about Batman. I was gonna talk. It, about, I was gonna talk about this exact thing. They they yeah. they detail what happens after Arkham Knight because that game was left on a huge cliffhanger and had mm-hmm. pan, fans like wondering for the past eight years like what that ending was going to indicate for the future. And don't they just? I mean, this is a slight spoiler, I guess, but they just kind of yeah. say like Batman just came back eventually. Yeah, you know? he's well, just like, here. It's, like it's kind of weird because <laughs> for those that don't remember, at the end of Arkham Knight. Bruce Wayne's identity is revealed to the world by Scarecrow, and he then uh, fakes his death. Fakes essentially, his death, is yeah. the implication. He goes back to Wayne Manor and blows it up for the world to see, assuming Bruce Wayne is dead. And then, if you hundred percent the game, you get this extra scene that shows like a demon Batman still lurking around Batman or uh, Gotham City, and it's like is he using fear toxin? Like nobody has really had an answer. And I was hoping we would get an answer here. Cause they do mention it. They're like, yeah, there was this demon bat. And then Batman came back and you're like, what do you mean? What was that? <laughs> and they just don't talk about it. And basically the idea is just like Superman uh, revealed himself to the world or whatever and created the justice league. And was like, Hey Batman, you want to come hang out? And he's like, yeah. After like five years of, of like being whatever that was. And they're just like, he just had a moment. Like he just had like a mental break and like, that's it. And it, it's, and if you, my, my point there was going to be, if you remove that section of the game where you basically this museum walks you through all of the events of Arkham. So if you've never played the games or you need a refresher, you can, you can go through these exhibits. If you remove that, there's nothing really there to really indicate that this is the Arkham Batman. Like it's, it's all fairly loose. Like it's nice to know that that Batman has gone through those things, but like you could have done something new. Like yeah. Just have sep- separate it from that universe. But I mean, I, I understand why rock said he would want to tie it yeah. to that universe. But at the same time, the thing that I think is particularly weird about it is that Rocksteady has been very vocal over the past decade of like, 
Arkham Origins, we're not tied to that. Like they don't even yeah. put that game in like the remastered collections that they've come out with. Like which that's is not, dumb because that's underrated. But yeah, they're like that game. I, I think that game is considered <laughs> canon, but they like to act like it's not. And yeah. then Gotham Knights was the same sort of thing where they're like, no, we're not tied to Gotham Knights. So that's no, that's absolutely not us. And then but when they do the come bar. back with our, yeah, but this is, and this is like far more disastrous to the <laughs> Arkhamverse IP than anything else that could have been tethered to it. So it's, I just have so many questions and I could probably rant about this for an hour um, because <laughs> Rocksteady is one of my favorite developers and I'm just so confused. With yeah. This. I mean, it feels like they just got in a quagmire and they were just forced to double, triple, quadruple down on something yeah. like, um, cause it's yeah, yeah. It, it, in, in the end, it's a thing we've seen with some superhero movies and things like that. But like, it's just a question of like, who is this for? Like, it doesn't seem yes. like this is going to please the Arkham crowd. It doesn't seem like it's it's open or, or, or mainstream enough to please like a, uh, just a mainstream DC crowd mm-hmm. or like the gameplay is, is accessible enough to just somebody who's like, ooh, Suicide Squad. I love that movie. Like and to come in and start yeah. playing with this. I don't think anybody from the Suicide Squad movies is going to be drawn to this. And like it doesn't sound like it has its bells and like it's T's crossed and its eyes dotted well enough to be appealing to hardcore gamers in any kind of way or any kind of dedicated kind of live service gamers. So like yeah. who the hell is this for at the end of the day now? Kara Strong it's, fans. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really interesting. Yeah. You, She's you the best part, like, right? Yeah, she is really good as Harley Quinn. I will say <laughs> controversies aside, yeah. Um, but she uh the it's interesting that you say uh, it may not even appeal to like casual people. It doesn't feel like the game's accessible enough for that because I started to feel that way playing it where I was like, this is like an overwhelming experience where every 30 seconds, there's a new menu popping up with like a wall of text being like, do this and change this and tweak this and like manage your stats. And it's like, I don't want to do that. Like, yeah. I, that's not the kind of gamer I am in general. I don't really go for those live service games that are like manage your loadout constantly. If I get a gun and it's cool, I want to keep using that gun, not have to like use the different color purple gun or whatever because it's slightly better. It's like that stuff bothers the hell out of me. And uh, there's just all these screens that keep bombarding you and telling you all these new mechanics is introducing. And it's like, I can't, I can't keep up stop slow down it's just it's too much all of the time and it feels like a game that's probably gone through a lot of different revisions and has had um well so this game's been in development for i think seven or eight years and um it it feels like that because it feels like it's holding on to old trends and it also feels like um rocksteady probably at one point was developing some other version of this game. And then someone came in and was like, you need to add these elements in because there was a report that came out uh, recently that said rock city was working on a multiplayer game, completely unconnected to DC prior to this. And then it got canceled because someone else was working on the suicide squad game that didn't work out. I think they still wanted to do something with the brand. And now here we are. And it feels like all those things got mishmashed together in the most incoherent of ways there are things that work i, I would say it's better than like marvel's avengers but that's a low bar mm-hmm. i'm gonna say look out you're gonna offend matt there how dare you how dare you sir <laughs> no, i'll so defend it, that it game just, to my dying breath but we'll have to see this has to clear that bar <laughs> that bar <laughs> is 
on the floor for me. How so it literally had to just step <laughs> over it. Um, How dare you. But yeah, I, as of right now, I'm like, I'm not over the moon on it. I don't hate it. I think a lot of the hate is coming from a lot of people who haven't played the game for the most part. I think there are things that work in this favor. The gameplay itself, like the traversal and stuff is, is really solid. Depending on the character you choose. Depending on the character. Harley Quinn has like the worst traversal. I don't King Shark's not very funny either. Yeah. So jump high. Deadshot, Deadshot's really cool to play as, and he's he's a lot of fun. But yeah, I don't hey. um I don't know how this is gonna work long term. You and I are gonna talk more about this. I think at a later date we're gonna do a full blown spoiler cast about this. The final thing I'll yeah. say is like even at a publisher level, like if things are being pushed on Rocksteady, like we need this and we need this and implement this feature and do this. It's like we have so many examples from the past where like these things have not worked. Like People are tired of these gear systems. People are tired of microtransaction stores. People are tired. Like, mm-hmm. this is stuff I thought we all learned like five or six years ago. So for then a game to come out like this in 2024, it is really jarring mm-hmm. when like it's it was it, it was obvious last year when they really started showing this off in depth that this wasn't going to hit with fans like yeah. and then they I mean, I get that they have to push out the product that they've made, but it's more question like a more question like how this even happened in the first place. So yeah, um, you and I are going to talk more about that in the future. I think short version though, for now, Kofi and Matt, if you guys are on the fence about jumping in is maybe, maybe wait for a sale, maybe wait for black Friday yeah, to roll around. If you want to guardians of the galaxy, $20 sale, like yeah. deal 1999 yeah. sale. It'll be here soon. That's what I'm going to say sooner than you think. Probably. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Wow. What a wait for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we started covering the news about this. Oh, my God. That was like 2020, uh, I think. Yeah. It was yeah. The first DC yep. fandom. Yep. yep. I remember that. That was insane. So we did it, fellas. We're here. Yay. Yay. But at least, hey, silver lining. That game might be right in the next few weeks. will be rough for Rocksteady, but it's good for quick save. So there we are. True. 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 <laughs> Gives us plenty to talk about. Uh, to that end, we will be doing this more in the future. If you are interested interested in hearing us talk more about video games, obviously this year is going to be a huge year. We've got GTA 6 on the horizon. We've got new Switch console probably on the horizon. So there's going to be a lot of stuff we're going to break down in the months ahead. Be sure to subscribe to our Comic Book Nation feeds. Follow us over on YouTube as well. You can also follow us all over on social media as well. I'm at moreman12. Uh, Cade, where are you at? At Cade underscore Onder. Kofi, where are you at? You can find me at Kofi Outlaw and on the regular Comic Book Nation show every Friday at noon Eastern time live on these channels. Yep. And then Matt, you're there too. And where are you at on socials? I'm at Matt Aguilar CB on threads. Also, thank you, Torch, for the Megazord shout out. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, as far as quick save goes moving forward, I think we're going to try to record this on Thursdays and have this up on Thursdays, Not maybe not every week, but more often than not. So if you're keeping an eye out on the feeds and stuff like that, you can, uh, you can look for things on that day of the week each week. Uh, until then, thank you guys for joining us on this inaugural showing, and uh, we'll be back here in the future. Bye-bye.